When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When your manhood bends in a different direction, visit PDURO.com to find a urologist because a bend in your erection might be Peyronie's disease or PD. It's a condition that involves a buildup of scar tissue, also called plaque, but it's treatable. Zyaflex, collagenase Clostridium histolyticum, is the only non-surgical FDA-approved injection for Peyronie's disease. Zyaflex is a prescription for adult men who have a plaque that can be felt and a curve in their penis greater than 30 degrees at the start of treatment, along with daily penile stretching and straight exercises, Zyflex has been proven to help gradually reduce the bend. Results will vary. Don't receive if the treatment area involves your urethra, the tooth that urine passes through, you're allergic to any collagenase or the ingredients in Zyflex. May cause serious side effects, including penile fracture or other serious injury during an erection, severe allergic reactions, including anaphylaxis, and localized skin and soft tissue death called necrosis due to hematoma, which could require surgery. You may feel sudden back pain reactions after treatment. Seek help right away if you have any signs of injury. Do not have sex or any sexual activity during and for at least four weeks after each treatment cycle, which includes two injections, one to three days apart. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions. If you have a bleeding condition or take blood thinners, as risk of bleeding or bruising at the treatment site is increased. Ask your doctor about all possible side effects and for product information. Talk to a urologist about Zyaflex. Find a Zyaflex trained urologist at PDURO.com or call 877-942-3539. Download the BetMGM Sports app and place a $10 Moneyline wager on any NBA playoff game to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three-pointer. Use code CHAMPION200. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Goldilocks Productions broadcasts universal cosmic frequencies that unlock, awaken, and expand the consciousness of our worldwide viewers and listeners. Goldilocks Productions presents the Inspiration from Spirit show with your host, Reverend Lee Chapin. The focus and goal for this show is to assist humanity in the awakening of a new level of consciousness that will bring peace to planet Earth. Welcome to Inspiration from Spirit. I am so happy you're with us today. For those new listeners, if you're joining us, you're in for a special treat. For all those who've been with me before, you still will be in for a special treat. I have two special friends who I call my spiritual sons who are such a delight. And we're going to have a fabulous fabulous show so just stay with us for the whole hour it, we are going to have a lot of laughs a lot of giggles and a lot of information to share today so welcome to inspiration from spirit we have today jared willis he has spent the last 15 years advising and consulting clients on how to run their businesses and governments and how to support their entrepreneurship now he co-owns several startup 
the businesses, bringing the treasures of nature to the world. He also is very adept and skilled at playing the piano. He's quite good. Khaled, who we, I always chop up his name. So Khaled, pronounce your name. Khaled, but you can call me Khaled. <laughs> he is my special friend too. And he's an inquisitive, he's loving. He also is a, a entrepreneur with many talents. He, he has this fabulous memory. He knows everything, remembers everything and loves adventure. We've had many adventures together. We're gonna continue to have more adventures with both of these guys. So we're here to talk about how they have transitioned into a whole different country and have started up a new date coffee business making coffee beverage out of dates <laughs> and much more. Hey, welcome guys. Thanks for Thank having you. us. It's nice to see you. And I know it's, it's early. We want to wish you an early birthday. I know your birthday is coming out in a few days. So thank uh, you. We might sing for you at some point in the show if you run out of things to say. I know. I'm an official senior citizen. Oh my God, I got my Medicare. <laughs> you don't look at all. <laughs> so it's nice to have some young guys hanging out with me. So guys, t tell us a little bit about yourselves. Well, I'm going to start with you, Cal. Just to share a little bit about, um, you know, where you're from and how you met Jared and, and how you got to Oman. All right. So I'm originally from Kuwait and I, I grew up around the world with a, with a family that was in aviation. So we hopped around from all these uh, different countries to different countries. So English is my first language, and I was exposed to a lot of different cultures and a lot of different things. And I only moved back to Kuwait in 2007 for a university. So after going through university and then working for a couple of years, going to grad school, coming back, I met Jared in 2015. And, you know, we hit it off, we became friends, and then we started working together in 2016. He was in Kuwait scouting out, you know, trying to set up a, like a consulting firm a branch of a consulting firm from the U.S. in Kuwait, and we hit it off, and then he was trying to, uh, I'm stealing your thunder here, Jared, but he was trying to build this grand vision of having a Kuwaiti workforce, so being Kuwaiti, he's setting up an entity there. We went with it, and a couple of years later, you know, it, uh, we, did, we did the best we could, and now here we are in Oman. <laughs> and you survived all the changes. So, Mr. Jared, tell us about tell us a little bit about how you got to Kuwait. Oh, it's a long story. You don't have more, you know. You, there's only an hour show, but uh, long story short, I, I've been working as a consultant, and I've always been involved with the Middle East uh, since I was a teenager. Uh, and I and when I started my own consulting business in 2006. In 2010, I had a project in Kuwait, uh, my first project, and spent some time uh, on the ground there, and really felt attracted to the people and, uh, and and what was going on there and met a lot of interesting people at the time. Uh, and it developed to the point where in 2014, 2015, uh, I decided to move there and I joined a company that wanted to open an office there. Uh, and actually December 1st will have been six years since I officially moved to Kuwait. Um, and, you know, have been there full time since December 1st of 2015. And so with the pandemic, somehow you found yourself now in Oman. So I know that um, through this past year, you've been doing it well, more than that, but you've been doing a lot of traveling either. You're like world globe trotters, but somehow you found yourself in Oman. So tell us a little bit about how that transition, where you've transitioned yourself out of Kuwait into Oman, like because of the pandemic and really how that's changed your life now. Um. Well, I, I can say, you know, for me, uh, and Lee, you know this well, I mean, I think, uh, you know, Khad and I made a decision uh, almost two years ago that it was our work in Kuwait was finished. It felt finished. Uh, doors had closed for us. Um, we finished the work that we felt that we were there to do. And uh, we uh, enjoyed living there at the time and having it as a base, but we started looking for a lot of projects elsewhere. Anyway, push comes to shove. About a year ago, we decided... Even then, it was time to uh, leave Kuwait, both because of the circumstances in Kuwait, and uh, we felt it was no longer the place that we should be uh, spending our energy. And we had thought of Oman at the time, 
uh, and we visited a year ago together to look at some business opportunities and, and what the real estate situation, what the environment was. And we said, oh, maybe at the end of next year, we'll, we'll evaluate it. And, you know, we ended up getting stuck here in some ways uh, by chance, but there's obviously nothing that's chance. We were, um, we were in Boston for a project in the end of March, or sorry, the beginning of March. And when Kuwait was the first country, I think, to close their airport, and we weren't able to go back to Kuwait. So uh, we looked at the map and said, well, Oman is close to Kuwait. And we all thought at the time, yes. last yeah, last, <laughs> exactly. We always said this. It was somewhat unintentional. We said this would last two or three weeks, and so we'll go there. We were going to go anyway in the end of March. That was the plan to check it out and further advance our move. And so we said, okay, we'll just we'll go and we'll hang out for a bit and we'll check it out. And um, and then Khaled remembered we 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 were lucky. We found a ticket out uh, right before Oman closed their airport as well. Two days after we arrived. And when we arrived in the airport, I said, I said to Khaled, I said, I think we just moved to Oman and we're just going to go back to Kuwait to get our things. And that's actually mm -hmm. what ended up happening. And what's the blessings that have come out of this? I know that you've now started a, a, a several businesses. So tell us a little bit about the blessings that have come from all of this for you. Well, here's the thing. I mean, we were attracted to Oman, you know, I mean, living in Kuwait. Uh, Kuwait is a very small, very urban city without uh, without nature so just sort of uh, just be by being in oman to be you know to be surrounded by mountains to be surrounded by sea by flowers by plants you know all of a sudden to be around all of this life and this very calm energy and this this kindness from uh, emanating from its people has done wonders for both of us just you know in our interactions with people and sort of our own interactions with ourselves it's and been healing i think that's the word it's just been healing yeah because so. kuwait was pretty tough i mean though i know you're a kuwaiti and your family's there but there's a bit of a tough culture there for you it is and um obviously you know you, you as someone who's been you know who's been raised abroad and you know sort of mm -hmm. be an outsider in your home country you know they're like i've had that sort of dissonant relationship with kuwait and jared as well you know having lived there you know the lack of nature, just sort of with the difficulty of living in a place that's always traffic choked and, and the people not being the friendliest and everything, it, it is taxing. So all of a sudden to build, you know, to sort of find ourselves in a place that is kinder, that is more receptive, that is more healing is the word, you know, done wonders for us personally. And you, know, oh, you forgot, we, we also got lucky that we had a two month hotel vacation when we arrived, which I'd never had in my life. We, I mean, this is an aside, but we come from a project and we arrived in Oman and looked for a place to stay and we ended up staying in one of the nicest hotels. It was empty. There were no tours. They all left and they cut us a deal because they didn't want us to leave. So we ended up staying for two months and just having the whole, whole hotel to ourselves. And <laughs> That's pretty that's pretty rejuvenating about itself. You know, making friends with the staff and you know, ordering a gigantic breakfast no, and yeah. just you know hanging out by the pool. It's the vacation I never had. I mean you're lucky if you get two days of vacation, let alone two months. So anyway, um sorry, I so, off, but, yeah. I was just gonna say a part of this um that we've talked about in my Mary Magnum calls is that this time of um being in isolation or separation is really inspiring. So it's about, about turning within and discovering what we really want to do with ourselves so that we've been forced in many ways to shift our lives, which is what happened to you guys. And so tell us about that inspiration about um, starting up your your uh, date beverage. How did, how well, did that all come about? What, ins uh, what inspired you to do this? Well, uh, and I'm, I, if you don't mind me, I want to build off of what you just said because obviously I'm, I'm a part of your of your calls every week, and so it's it's been a part of my arc and our arc. For, uh, I think what prepared us to be here, and um, I think uh, you know it's uh, the rejuvenating the, the looking within is sort of a, there was a process of it before the pandemic, and it sort of got complete with the pandemic, and it was really figuring out what we wanted, deciding that we didn't need to be in Kuwait, you know, we felt obligated, I think for a variety of reasons, each of us differently felt obligated to stay there, obligated to try and fight the uphill battle. 
And uh, the first sort of process of looking within, which was before the pandemic, was when we started some of our own businesses. Instead, instead of trying to help other people and other people's businesses or other people's policy, we need to put our money where our mouth is. We put our energy into our own things and things that we're passionate about. So we started, uh, you know, we invested in some uh, companies that produce and sell essential oils. And we started a clothing company bringing natural clothing with only natural fibers and natural dyes from small producers, not big corporations. And it was uh, both because these are things that we're passionate about and things that we believe in and people and relationships that we believe in and said, you know, we need to, people need to be, to be the change they wish to see and put their energy, you know, where their mouth is and their money where their mouth is. So that was the beginning of the process, which is before the pandemic. And I think it led us, and we talk about it all the time, how one step, you know, over years, one step led to the next. And when we were here over the summer, um, you know, after our two-month uh, junket in the hotel, we decided, okay, it's time, to, it's time to settle down and find a place to stay. And a friend of ours was from Kuwait at the time, so we found this lovely uh, villa that we're in right now, right next to the mountain. And we moved here in the end of May. And uh, to be honest, we were bored. You know, we were looking within, as you said. So, mm -hmm. I mean, for me, that meant uh, playing a lot of piano. That's something that I've been passionate about uh, and caught up with, you know, his reading and uh, other, you know, we were sort of following our, uh, our interests. And one of them was seeing, since we're here in Oman, what we can do for our businesses. And it was, you know, 110, 15 degrees out and the AC's on and you can't go outside. And so we were a bit bored. So we started playing around with... Um, with the, the seeds that are in dates. There's obviously a lot of dates in the Arabian Peninsula and Oman has a lot of indigenous species of dates and they're all over the place. And uh, a friend of ours who uh, distills essential oils here, which is part of the reason we came to Oman, she had hinted to us, she said, you know, there's oil in the date seeds, but nobody's getting it out. So we said, okay, um, we could get that out. That'd be unique and we could sell it through our essential oil companies. So we, um, we try, it's a long story, but we tried to uh, test the, the date seeds for the oil content. Now, to test them, you need to turn them into a powder. So we had a very cheap spice grinder, and we put them in the spice grinder, and the spice grinder broke. So we said, how are we going <laughs> to... It broke? Yeah, it broke this way. Those date seeds are very tough. So we said, how are we going to uh, ground this into powder? So we're like, okay, let's roast it. If we roast it, then we can send it. It won't change the oil content. We'll roast it. So we started roasting it. And, and we had heard people said, oh, that, you know, it's, it's like a poor man's coffee. People drink it as a drink here. But we didn't think it was serious. So we, we roasted it. And and I looked at each other and said, that smells like coffee and chocolate. It smells really good. So <laughs> instead of grinding it up for, for the test, we ground it up and we made cowboy coffee. We, did, we, don't have any, we didn't have any furniture or any kitchen stuff. So we just put it in a pot that we had borrowed from someone and we boiled it a couple times and we drank it. We said, this is really good. So, uh, and then we, we had a couple friends try it and they said, you know, forget the oil. You should just do this. This is a great idea. So, um, you know, we, uh, we figured we'd experiment with it. So we, uh, we, um, you know, we, we produced a brand and it as a talented graphic designer. So we came up with, a, I'll show you. Yeah. We came up with the, the, this lovely palm tree and the, the name is Nawa, which means a date seed in Arabic. And, um, you know, we made a couple test batches and we sent it out to some friends and family. And we said, uh, well, if anyone wants to buy it, then we have a business. If everybody says, thank you very much, and no, but and we don't hear from anyone, then we just move on. And uh, we had a, a knock on wood, we had a good response to that. So we said, let's go with it. So that's the long, long answer to your short question. And you found through some testimonials of those who have drank the uh, coffee that there's some uh, benefits that people are sharing with you. Do you want to share what people are telling you that how it's made them feel? Well, I'm an, I'll speak first of all about myself. Um, you know, we had come to, uh, you know, sort of a natural problem. In Kuwait, I drank way too much coffee. And part of it is the Arab culture and you go to people's houses and in the evening, you know, they're serving coffee and tea. And then I'd just go back to the hotel or to my house and I'd be up at four in the morning and I didn't understand why I couldn't fall asleep. And, you know, you get addicted. And now with the coffee culture and all these different ways of brewing it and these fancy roasts and fancy origin, single origin, you know, every, it's like a, it's like a, 
a culture and you get sucked into it and think that you need to drink three cups a day and that's normal. And then you wonder why your heart has, is, has palpitations and you're nervous and you're sweating too much and you can't sleep and you're hyperactive. I, I suffered from all those things over a period of time and slowly started weaning myself from coffee, you know, nothing to do with the date seeds. And then about a month before we discovered the date seeds, uh, we went somewhere on sort of a, a, for a couple days and we stayed in a hotel and had coffee. And I just said, uh, we both said, we said, we're not drinking coffee anymore. It's not, we can't handle it. Our bodies cannot handle it. It's too much, too much of a jolt. So uh, I think the first thing is, is it's a, um, you know, it's a good replacement for coffee because it tastes pretty similar to coffee. It's a bit sweeter. It's not bitter. It's not acidic. It doesn't screw up your stomach. Um, and uh, and what we started noticing, and a couple other people that, that we did, they said, it's, it's giving me a subtle energy boost. Folks said, okay, that's interesting. And, you know, we had it over a period of, like, we were trying it. We were having five cups a day because we were trying different roasts and different grinds. And... <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I, again, we don't like, we're not making any health claims, but I can say for me that uh, I came to Oman with a bunch of minor health issues um, and soreness and you know, stiffness and sort of lack of vitality. And between the, I don't want to ascribe it just to this, but between the rest and the relaxation and the lack of um, too much noise and stimulation and whatever you, you try, I think that it was a part of um, helping me to heal and helping me to recover. And we've since uh, tested it uh, in a local lab and it is full of uh, all sorts of trace minerals. Uh, we actually just sent it to another lab in the United States to do some more testing, which we should have back within the next few days. But uh, it's clearly is very rich in uh, minerals that people are missing, which is things like magnesium and zinc and selenium and some of the ones that are uh, you know, people use to treat endocrine disorders, depression, you know, they find that people are missing certain trace minerals uh, and they put them on trace mineral supplements. So this is rich in a lot of those uh, minerals, like way off the charts with magnesium, for example. So, um, you know, again, we're not making any claims. Uh, we want to be clear about that. People should drink it because they like it, uh, maybe because it doesn't have any caffeine that it definitely does not have. Um, but I think it's... Um, you know, we, we call the, the headline or our, our tagline for it is a lighter drink for, for a lighter world. I just think, you know, people are eating less meat. People are eating uh, healthier, lighter foods. And I think the coffee that we're drinking is more caffeinated than before. It's, it's much more rich, much more concentrated, uh, kind of like marijuana. It's much, uh, much stronger than it was in the 70s. So I think that it just doesn't match most people's diets or people are moving away where coffee is going to be too heavy a... Uh, a substance for people. And this is, a, I think, a, a good alternative. And what's been happening that we are seeing with people being homebound or working from home, again, we're talking about people having more inspiration and new ideas and young entrepreneurs such as yourself, that there's just going to be, um, uh, this is a, like a wave that's happening, I feel like, you guys have come up with this inspiration and then more and more people are again, homebound secluded. And again, more and more people are coming up with these impassioned ideas of how to make the better, a better place. I feel like this is really a part of the shift. And I know that you're a part of my Mary Magdalene call every Monday morning. We talk again about the new earth rising, about moving into this new age of enlightenment. And so it's so exciting to see that, that, that this time period that you guys have become inspired and you're a part of that wave. That's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling like you're like, you should be like on shark tank, you know, back here in the U S you know, like, you know, need to be sponsored for, you know, your um, innovative ideas and, and bringing forth a way to help people. Because if, if you, if anybody's familiar with that show, um, these people are coming in with creative ideas of how to make things better for all of us in life. If it's, uh, in a sense of making our lives easier, you know, physically or mentally or emotionally or just ergonomically with providing something that, you know, might make us uh, be able to uh, to sit better. Like my chair needs to be a little bit more ergonomically suited for me. It's a little bit big for me. But anyhow, you guys, I'm just like so thrilled for you that, that, you've, that you've used this time and it's really been productive and that you're moving forward with also your essential oil business and your clothing business, that you're really helping people in, in a way that um, 
that's really pure from the heart. So I'm, I'm really happy for you guys. Well, thank you. I think, you know, the one message is, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I, I've talked to some people we, and we've been talking to some young people here and some of my cousins who are, you know, maybe 10 or 20 years younger. And I think that uh, if anything, the message is don't fall victim to what I did or what we did, which is this idea that you have to have your passion separate from what you do in the world. And, you know, I have a lot of, you know, somebody that I talked to and he said, I'm so passionate about agriculture and sustainable agriculture, but first I have to go into a hedge fund and I have to make all this money and I have to do this and this, and then eventually it will lead me to do this. And in some ways that's a path that I followed. Now I have always followed my intuition and followed my passion, which was, you know, for the Middle East. But I think that, uh, what it led us back to is that, you know, in some ways, a much simpler way of operating, which simply figure out what it is that you are passionate about, mm-hmm. develop, you know, your understanding or develop some expertise in it, and then, um, you know, see if it's something that other people are interested in. And that's really how we, um, you know, that's really what this is about. That's what everything that we're, um, you know, that we've started and we're trying to to bring out as a business is things, you know, or people that we've, Uh, that we're passionate about. And I think a lot of people also, they feel like, okay, I I earned my money and then I'm going to invest it in all these stocks or I'm going to buy oil futures or I'm going to buy bonds or I'm going to put the money in the bank and then the bank is going to do something with it. And, you know, Mm -hmm. you you need to, money is energy and you need to put it in the people and the places and things that you believe in because it's a contradiction for you to preach one thing and then put the money in a different direction that is not you know, helping the world. So we believe that small businesses, mom and pop shops, um, you know, where the money goes to the labor and the raw materials and not to a marketing budget and not to a big corporation or to investors, we believe that that's the way the world needs to get back to. And so we're, that's, that's, the, that those are, that's what we're doing ourselves. And that's also the people that we're supporting and the projects that we're supporting as things that, that, that follow that. I'm going to shift gears for a little bit because back in 2017, we began our travels together and it was June. I remember it was June of 2017. I was in Chicago area and uh, Anthony Bourdain died. He was the CNN host of, I believe it was called Parts Unknown. And because you and Cal have in some ways been, as they say, world travelers, and I know I'm going to let Cal speak about in his love for travel. Um, the idea that you should both uh, continue your traveling, but be able to videotape it and to to bring it forth for other people to see, you know, the other parts of the world, because you both have such a love for travel. So, Cal, I know you, you love adventure, you love um, travel, you've been all over the world. Tell us a little bit about, um, again, as you remember that uh, coming into place for us to start those sacred journey sites. Well, um, you know, just to, just to start and give a little bit of color, I mean, uh, I mentioned earlier how I was, you know, born to a family in aviation. So moving around, you know, like between uh, between birth and now, this is my, Oman is my 12th country that I've lived in. So, you know, you could say that travel sort of was programmed into it, like into my bones, you know, from the very beginning. So meeting Jared, you know, like, with his, <laughs> you know, with his curiosity and his energy, you know, there was a, there was a really nice synergy sort of with, with our, you know, just with sort of our travel bugs and off we went. So, you know, like we went around, you know, like part of it was a, was an escape and a respite from Kuwait and then, and then slowly that, that evolved into, you know, seeking out our own joint and individual interests. So as we, as we discovered more and more of the world and more countries, you know, like sort of getting into the, into the local crafts and the, and the nature and things that come from each individual country, you know, that's how we sort of shaped our own ideas. And obviously with you, you know, all these, uh, you know, like tapping into these energies and these sacred sites, there was this incredible overlap between the three of us. And that's how we started our journeys together. And how many countries have you been in, Cal? I know you've been, how many? 73. 73. And you, Jared? About 70, I think. <laughs> oh, gotta catch up with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's why when we, when I, huh? <laughs> How many have I been in? What, seven? So I'm like way behind you guys. I think, I think, we, t- I think we got you up to 11 now. You're in the double digits. 
States. But you've oh, been to Kuwait times. <laughs> What'd you say? You've been to Kuwait like three times. Yeah, I've been to Kuwait three times. It's it's prettier in the dark. <laughs> so I'll be happy to see Oman in the daylight. So I'm sure it's beautiful. It is beautiful. But I want to go back to that um, June 2017 when Jared and I both were stunned uh, with the death of Anthony Bourdain. And I did really felt strongly about you guys being able to document that, you know, your journeys and be able, because you both love to eat, you love to travel, you love adventure, you love nature. I thought how neat it would be to be able to um, uh, share that with the world in terms of where you all have been and bring that forth. I know that, uh, what is that man's name that writes the books, the travel books? Steve, is it Steve Jobs? What's his name? Steve, something or other. Anyhow, he writes uh, and brings the, um, I think he shares uh, a book. I can't think of his last name. But anyhow, I, I was thinking that you guys need to either write a book or have a, a blog or a video of sharing all your work together. And somehow you said, hey, Lee, you need to be a part of this. So jump in there, uh, Jared. And, and do you remember that conversation? You know, I can't I mean, really remember. It was in Chicago. I think maybe it was because we were going to, we were planning to go to Ireland and it was like halfway to Chicago. And I, you know, we hadn't seen you in a long time. And I just, I, I don't, I don't even remember if we had the idea for videotaping it until you even got there. But I just remember mm -hmm. saying, well, why don't you just, just join us for a couple of days, for four uh -huh. days. Let's hang out. And then I think when we were there, we had the idea that, um, you know, and we didn't know much about Ireland and where to go, but you know, you had some clients that were there and you knew about some of the sacred sites there and it just sort of, we just sort of went with it. Um, I don't know. I mean, again, I, I don't think any of these trips, we never really had a plan. They just sort of, uh, uh, they just, we just winged of, it. Yeah, we just winged it. And, uh, you know, people can see on YouTube, there's some great, I mean, maybe the technical, the filming and the microphones weren't so good. We, we got better with time, but, uh, but the content and the scenery was beautiful and, you know, some of those experiences in those, uh, in those sacred sites and, um, you know, with Ian, uh, your client who met up with us, uh, it was really a great experience. And I think it ignited for us the idea that we need to do some more of these trips. Uh, the idea being, and it's the same with our, with our businesses, is that, um, you know, travel can ignite people. It's a journey, but, uh, but it's not a journey that people necessarily need to physically take. You know, for us, the essential, well, the things that we bring to people from the natural world are supposed to ignite people to the fact that all these things are available in their backyard and you actually don't have to run around the world for it. And I think that was what we came to with your visits is that people can access these energies and these uh, experiences, you know, just by sitting at home and, and being on YouTube or being in their living room and, or just going in their backyard and finding the nature there. And that might seem, seem like a trite message, but I guess in, in the COVID days when that travels off the table for the foreseeable future. Maybe there's something to it. And Kathy, do you want to share a thought? I think Jared actually covered it pretty well. Um, you know, just sort, you know, like the, what we, what we sought to bring, you know, through our, uh, from our travels, you know, like whether it was the essential oils or whether it was the fabrics that we brought back for our clothing businesses, you know, we wanted to bring something that, was emblematic and representative of our travels, something that told a story and that's something that sort of represented, you know, a fading beauty in the world, you know, like whether it was something, be something beautiful from nature or something beautiful that was crafted by people, you know, that was, you know, that, that spirit has really dictated, you know, the kind of work that we individually and collectively are trying to bring forward. Mm -hmm. And, as you move forward with this, are you are you finding that um, that you're feeling more impassioned? You know, with as time goes on, are you getting more excited? I mean, are you feeling the the energy of okay, this can all these projects can really be made manifest? I know that it, there's some period of a. a it's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to one day early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. 
a time where you're starting out, you know, can be a little bit slow, but how are you feeling? Are you, are you feeling really, really excited about all this? I mean, I, I know your new country, your new home and new ideas, but um, where are you at in terms of um, your own emotional nature during, during this pandemic with everything? Well, speaking, you know, speaking personally here, um, you know, I, I keep saying, I say this to Jared all the time, but you know, when we're out, you know, running errands and, buying date seeds and we're washing them ourselves and you know we're doing everything. I keep telling him, you know, that it's incredible to sort of be doing something and, you know, feeling really light and really happy about it and then realizing that you're doing work, you know, mm -hmm. and there's no heaviness, there's no weight attached to it. Like all of a sudden you're doing something that feels very natural and very engaging. So personally, you know, that's been really, that's been really wonderful. And it's, it's, it's incredible to be, you know, to feel just so light. So, yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I think the, it was the process. The first thing we noticed, and this goes back to even Lee when we were doing our things, you know, with the sacred site journeys, is that everybody we started meeting that was not for our profession was great. So we were meeting people for these essential, you know, first of all, the people in your orbit, and then the people for essential oil businesses. Like we'd meet these people on our travels and be like, these are great people. We want to work with these people, not the people that we're working with on our day job. We didn't feel a, you know, a connection to them. And eventually we outgrew it entirely where there was just no energy in our workplace and no energy for us in Kuwait. It just was dead. Uh, and it was, I think because we changed to the point where, and, and, and being in Oman, I think what, what sealed the deal for us is people have been so helpful. And I think it's part of their nature here. It's a different energy and, and, and a different... Uh, a different soul group, a different group of people here, but from the minute we arrived, uh, men, women, old, young, locals, foreigners living here, they've been nothing but helpful, um, going out of their way to help us promote our business, to make sure that we feel settled, to make sure that our, our legal status is, is taken care of, to show appreciation that we're here and putting our energy into this country, and it's a validation that we're on the right path. Uh, and to be honest, I, there has not been any moment of anxiety. The anxiety I felt, um, I think, was how to make the transition because it was not clear how we should quit our other jobs and actually, you know, to move out of a country. It was not clear at this time last year how that was going to happen. And in some ways, the pandemic was, you know, you could call it divinely orchestrated. But for us, I don't, and we keep saying that it could not have been easier for us to make the move. Uh, if it hadn't happened the way that it did, um, it would have been very difficult for us to make the move at this point now. Um, and uh, it's been uh, beneficial for us. And I mean, there's been minor inconveniences and frustrations, but overall, uh, it has sort of catapulted us onto this path. And, and, you know, in terms of the business, I mean, we've been, we've been delighted with the response and, um, uh, and, you know, everyone has remarked how fast we got it out the door and, and got <laughs> Operating even in COVID, yeah. uh, and uh, so I, I, you know, it's 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 it's. I think it's a, hopefully it's a testament to the fact that we're uh, we're on the right track. And also, you know, and this is a good lesson for anyone: is keep your overhead low. Don't spend that much money, and then you don't have to worry about running out of money. And also. Um... You talked about this being divinely orchestrated because I know we've shared about how for you to begin to transition, you had such worries in the consulting business and you could you know, see the writing on the wall and just knowing and trusting that you've been divinely orchestrated or divinely guided that everything all fell in place. And for those who are struggling with maybe they've lost their jobs or they're worried about losing their jobs or will their jobs come back, um, not to make necessarily light of it, but be able to uh, trust in the universe that maybe there's another door opening for you. Maybe this is a time for you to be able to to turn your head and look uh, to see that there's another doorway for you instead of trying to hang on to the past. Uh, oftentimes we don't like what we're doing, but we don't want to change because it's familiar. And so I know it was a struggle for you guys uh, working in Kuwait not feeling appreciated and um, rejection and not feeling supported. And so now, you know, you have a whole new life of you're in control of, and people are supporting you and loving you. So again, if you could give some thoughts, or I don't want to say advice to those who might be struggling in terms of allowing 
um, their lives to unfold, you know, organically or allowing the angels of the universe to support you. Any thoughts of that you'd like to share with others? I would just say, don't fight it. I mean, in some ways, but fighting it is natural. I mean, when I look at the time in Kuwait, and we talk about this a lot, it feels like a death process. You know, anyone that's had a relative that goes through like an illness, you know, and there's all these stages of trying to fight it and trying to get every doctor and every solution to fix it and to make it work. And in your head, you just sort of, you, you just sort of try and um, uh, overcome it in any uh in any way possible, and that that happened with Kuwait. We tried, we we fought it for a long time, and you just find your head. Well, I'll stay here for ten years, and we'll just be based here. You know, you, you sort of try and, um, and but you, you see things for us slowly falling away. I mean, uh, first the clients, the business fell away, and it was just the place we lived, and we were working outside of the uh, of Kuwait. And then the environment started to deteriorate and it became more difficult for our legal status and the daily life became more difficult. And mm -hmm. it, was, you know, it was noisier, the traffic was worse. There was all these, things. there was just all these um, signs and you still sort of fight it. Um, and your friends were moving away? Friends were moving away. Mm -hmm. and, but even when I look at it, you know, the universe graced us with a wonderful last four months. The truth is Kuwait was probably dead for us the summer before last, early 2019, it was dead even before that. But we came back after 2019 summer and we had four months of really wonderful, like almost like a goodbye, farewell tour. We, uh, we had, a lot of our friends were leaving and we had some parties. We had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, we had some wonderful events. Uh, you know, our friend Brittany, she had a, she was a talented jazz pianist and she brought her uh, bands to Kuwait and we took them around and we went to Dubai and they had shows and there were parties and we had two people come visit us uh, one for business one was a personal friend from Chicago I mean it was like the best of for four <laughs> months and then it was over and then it got ripped off like a band-aid uh, and I think that you know it's a bit it just it's confirmation that um, that it's okay to let it go uh, because it is scary to leave a salary. We were salaried. And, you know, when you have a salary and health insurance, there is security in that. Um, but it was and, causing me a lot of health issues, too. Well, that I think that's for me. That, and that was goes back two years. And um, I think even for that, uh, you know, we did a lot of work on that, Lee, and trying to understand the karmic reasons and the physical. And, you know, there's a, there's a point where you say, well, is this permanent or... Uh, can I just medicate my way through it or exercise my way through it or, you know, uh, take uh, whatever substances I need to get myself through it. And at the end of the day, you have to acknowledge that your body is politely telling you something that you're not doing the right thing and that you can try and mitigate it, which is what most people do when their bodies break down on them. But ultimately, the answer was to to make a big change, and I can say that I feel better. And I, you know, both the health issue and just you know, again, I, I attribute some of it to the date seed coffee, but I think it's really the holistic uh, change. I mean, you know, where we're at right now is surrounded by mountains. You don't hear anything. You don't hear. People don't realize how detrimental, and I didn't realize just the the normal sounds of humans. You know, the car horns, the mm -hmm. traffic, the ACs, the the human. Yeah, the sirens are detrimental to your to your to your body and to your health. And when you're in a place that is in total silence, you don't. I mean, music is wonderful, but music is in some way an antidote, just like an aspirin is for a headache. And what we really need to be hearing is silence and the sounds of nature. Uh, and you know, our spending now seven months or eight months in this villa, having a good night's sleep and not hearing things, not being jolted. Uh, it's been, you know, it's the combination of things that I think has brought me or us back to health um, mm -hmm. and given me, you know, I was worried about having the energy, you know, man, full of energy, but worrying about, you know, we have all these businesses and now we're starting this huge business and this huge endeavor. Do we have the energy for it? Do we have the motivation mm -hmm. for it? You know, we were burned out um, and I, I, you know, we're, we're feeling pretty good now. Yeah, that's why he's asking you about your passion or how you were feeling, because I know it's been a lot, a lot of changes and can um, be stressful in these life changes or life stressors. But um, you seem much calmer, much happier. I've known you now about five and a half years. Uh, so I think Oman is uh, good for you. And uh, Cal, you're, you've shifted too, you know, in terms of uh, um 
being more laid back. So when I first met you, there was a, a lot of worry. So there's been a lot of progression that I've seen in you guys. I'm Like I said, I'm really, really, really excited for your success and what you're doing. And I really feel that, you know, you're a fabulous team that's going to make a, a real difference in the world. Just not just with this business, but uh, just personally, you know, affecting many people's lives. I know that you've, you love people, you've touched many people's lives, they've touched yours, and that you're an inspiration to so many. So um, just keep up all you're doing. And hopefully, you know, we all can travel again, and we can, uh, you know, find some new adventures to be on. But um, I want to step back again to um, a little bit about that time when we went to Egypt and how powerful that trip was and that sacred journey. And Cal, I know you had a, an amazing experience in the Pyramid of Giza. Do you mind sharing that story or sh sharing with the listening audience about what it was like for you to actually be in the pyramid? Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's still something that I think about because of just how profound it was. And I was, you know, I will, obviously I was new to all of this. And, you know, I, I didn't know how exactly to interpret, you know, certain feelings, you know, whether they were physical or mental. So, you know, working with you, talking to you, and just sort of being around you has really helped me understand those better. And when we first entered the Great Pyramid, I won't forget that. I won't forget all of a sudden, I felt this incredible lightheadedness, like this rush of blood from my head. And just the top of my head, like from here upwards, just started tingling outwards. And as we ascended the pyramid into the King's Chamber, you know, that feeling became very pronounced. And, you know, I'll, uh, I'll let you get to the King's Chamber part, like uh, after you had your moment there, but basically the amount of energy that I had absorbed there, I remember after we came back, I was so I was so fried by it that I just sort of lay there completely wiped out mm -hmm. just, just because of, you know, just whatever we got up there. And, you know, I still think about that buzzing and that energy and just that, you know, that fire that all of a sudden I had absorbed. And yeah, that's how I can put it, I guess, simply. <laughs> Well, we started that that journey, and I think it was October of 2018, and we finished up everything that we were doing at the uh, the King's Chamber in in Egypt. Um, I think it was the beginning of 2018. That was that was a pivotal point of all the activation work that I was doing and calling the energy of bringing the divine union of divine mother, divine father energy through the Great Pyramid with the channeling that I did with Isis, the No Names, and uh, with Jeshua, and. When I got in and started the channeling, I know all of you thought I was going to position you or place you in a certain place. And all of a sudden, I just started channeling and I could feel the reverberation uh, coming into me. And it stopped me for a moment because I went, like, went into a trance and I could feel this energy of my voice and the reverberation of the energy going into my body. And so I know we were all being downloaded and activated with this powerful frequency. And do you um, recall seeing the pictures of Marissa and Michelle who was with us? And they, it was either their higher self or angels behind us in those photos? Yeah. And they stood the sarcophagus, and, uh, and even though they were right there, all of a sudden they had these sort of translucent forms that just were taller and, you know, larger than them, just right behind them in this dark room. Yeah, it was, it was really a powerful experience. So that was why it was so uh, neat that you're able to physically feel the energy. And I know, uh, Jared, it was difficult for you to, to climb up there because, you know, I'm five foot one and you're six eleven, so it was a difficult climb. But do you want to share what what your experience was? Because I know when we got done, uh, the moment we we both were excited that we had completed what we were supposed to do. So do you mind sharing? Well, I, I'm going to talk about the. You know, I went there before we went. If you remember, I pre-scouted it, and I um, I had been in Israel for work, and I don't even remember at the time if I had a reason to go to. I don't know why I went to Egypt, but I decided I. I think you were in the United States. You weren't with me, um, and I uh, decided to go to Egypt, and then I decided to stay by the pyramids. I just felt I had been to Egypt many times, and I hadn't been inside the pyramid, and then. I remember uh, speaking to you by the over the phone, and all of a sudden you came out with all these instructions about what I was inside <laughs> and what the pyramid was for, and what. And I thought this is strange. 
And then I went in there, and I think you remember this. I, I had spent time in the pyramid by myself there, and then I went yes. back to Kuwait. I was totally zapped out. I felt yes. totally fried by it. And then yes. I touched all my computer. Remember, you remember all my electronics failed because I touched right. my computers, and they all short circuited and had to be replaced. And oh, I told I, you not to stay in there longer than thirty minutes. And I did stay long. Yeah. I never talked to you. That's it. That's oops. Yeah. Uh, it was, Listen it to was, your mother. It was, but it was. So I think that, in some ways, for me, that um, in some ways, it was good that I had that time because when we were, if you remember, when we came with the group, I was, I, I felt responsible for making sure everybody got in, yeah. and yeah. without disruption, and uh, you know, we had we had tried to arrange for the to have it to ourselves for an hour, which was difficult. So I'm, I was glad that I had time by myself because I was focused on that with us, but. You know, when I was filming you, uh, I mean, aside from all the weird orbs and the images behind Marissa and Michelle, I mean, there was just um, a very powerful energy. And, you know, as they, I think it says in the Bible, you know, when more than one are gathered in my name, I'm there. And, you know, when, when there's a group like that, and I think there were six of us uh, that were all aligned in, in, in sort of our purposes for being there and our support of your mission. It was a very powerful time and i'll never forget you when we came out and we went back to the hotel and had some food and you were giddy like you had just gotten married or something i mean you were, you were so thrilled and you were had so much energy like you had just been put your hand in the in the socket or something yeah, so, I, don't know, yeah, I don't know i remember sitting at that buffet and i was i was the only one there who was completely fried and you were just you were eating and you were perky and laughing and, yeah and you were great i was high on life i was high on the pyramid yeah i remember uh you took my hand, Jared, and we you uh, you don't normally do that, but you took my hand and we walked hand in hand like we had we completed what we came to do. We didn't really fully understand what had happened, but we knew we had done what we'd come to do. And what's so neat about it is people have watched the videos on my YouTube channel and actually feel the activation. So that was really our intention. That was our intention, again, going back to that time of June 2017 when we wanted to uh, – to, um, emulate like Anthony Bourdain and his travels, but we wanted to do it with spiritual sacred journeys. And so I know that uh, that was so special when you took my hand, we were walking back to the hotel together. I don't know if you remember that, but it was like, yep, we did it. We don't know what we did, but we did it. We're all, and again, like Cal said, we was all happy, but it's like, we never really fully understand, but uh, I knew that whatever we'd done, we had done it. And that was the end of our journey. And then the next day we were leaving, which was interesting, Melania Trump came. I thought, isn't that fascinating? So her energy somehow needed to be uh, in part of this activation, which I thought was interesting. Still never did get confirmation about that. But uh, uh, I don't think that was a coincidence. No, there's no coincidences. I, I think about, you know, the, that trip a lot. And actually, just, just this weekend, uh, one of our... Uh, one of our friends here, who's an older uh, British lady who's lived here for 30 years, and we took her to the hot spring that I told you about. That's about a 10 minute walk or 15, 45 minute walk, 10 minute drive from where we're staying. And she remarked to us when we came back, she said, you know, I really think it's important that um, people like us live in communities where everybody is friendly and everybody collaborates and it's sort of an open door and people share food and people share their lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. behind walls and i remember when we first got here to oman you had told me that uh it was a, a group of reincarnated scenes that we were connected to here in mm -hmm. oman I remember on those trips you uh, channeled the scenes and we were in the dead sea and also in india when we were in in kerala area mm -hmm. is which is also historically, um, I mean, it's it's in some other channel material, and I think it's been established that some of the uh, uh, some of the Essenes went to that part of India, and that's when they first brought the message of Yeshua to that area. And you you were in India, and in, uh, around New Year's and Christmas of uh, 2019, I think, after that summer. Um, it was 2018, beginning of 2019. Yeah, 2019. Then you channeled that. Um, you know, the Essenes had been uh, to India and, and to that part of India where we were and had implanted their energy. And recently in your Mary Magdalene calls, you've been talking about how people are remembering their, um, you know, their affiliation with the Essenes and how it's important that as things get uh, crazier or uh, um, 
it's the storm before the calm. People need to remember what it was to live in those communities and go back to that type of living. And we've thought about that in terms of the people that we're connected with and the way that we support each other. And we're starting to feel it here in Oman with some of the people that are here. And obviously we have it virtually with, you know, your Monday uh, group and the people that are watching this, uh, this YouTube. And in some ways the, the, the pandemic, because of it's made people, you maybe you're not seeing the people physically that are next to you, but virtually through Zoom and uh, staying in touch over over communications, people are finding their communities, and I think it's only going to uh, going to strengthen. But I, I strongly remember the, the you know some of the words that, and I, those videos are available on YouTube too, from the Dead Sea, where you channeled these scenes, and they're sort of reasserting themselves and trying to get people to remind them what that community was like and sort of use that as a model as we try and, because it doesn't, I think people are feeling that this modern way of living disconnected is not right. This way of no. you know, people, people taking advantage of each other in the public sphere, whether it's at the store or, you know, calling in and having a computer talk, all of this is not natural. This is not how we're supposed to live. And we can take the way the Essenes lived and the way they support each other um, as, a, as a model. And that's something that you, you know, channeled a lot about and something that we started to think about on those trips. And there's several of us uh, that want to live in a spiritual community that feel called to do that uh, as a part of the Essene community. But there's a lot of us that are feeling isolated or lonely or, like you said, separate and really wanting to call in our tribe and our family. And so uh, I trust that we all will be able to come together. Um, but that is that's in the hearts of many that I know and, you know, including yourself. So I'm glad that you're able to find um, your tribe or those in your community there that are supporting you. Cause that's so, so important. And you're right. That's not, it's not really natural for us. And even in the day when um, families um, still took care of their elderly parents, you know, and the families came together and, and helped to raise the children. Uh, so I trust that we will return back to that because we're in this new time and this new energy. And I think that is a part of what we did when we went to Egypt, was just calling in this energy of balance again. So our civilization can return to, to balance, you know, in our personal lives, in our family lives, you know, with our health, uh, in our communities, within our government. Uh, so that energy I know went um, through that great pyramid and the power of that pyramid as a transmitter to help awaken so many people. And again, that was over two years ago that we were there and we've, we've seen so much shift um, now in you know, this year of 2020, which some people say, oh, the planet is soon to be over. But all of this has been for in purpose and good, even if we don't understand it. And it's shifting how we live. And you guys are an example of you know, the blessings of what this brought, has brought forth to you. For me, it's been an opportunity to teach, uh, to, to go within and to be able to bring my teachings forward. And this uh, podcast is just one example of the blessings that COVID has brought me through Tiffany, which I never thought I would meet or even know. She's up in Connecticut. And you know, I was sitting in Florida, uh, did not know Tiffany and about this podcast or about her radio or her production company. So, so many blessings are coming forth. So we just have a few minutes left. I want to know if there's anything that you Cal would like to share or leave uh, as an offering to those who are listening, who might want to start up a business and, um, or have dreams and passions that they, um, they feel that to do at this time. Well, for me personally, you know, as someone who is endlessly curious and who has, you know, sort of dabbled and is still in pursuit sort of of their ultimate, you know, of their ultimate dream, you know, don't like truly, you know, Jared said this earlier, just go with it and, you know, to pursue, just allow yourself the freedom to pursue your interests. And, you know, even if the road winds a little bit, it's really important to follow that creative journey and that realization because it can really open up so much to you that you didn't, you know, it opens up opportunities for you to realize that you're good at things that you didn't know you were good at or, you know, to iron out things that you thought you wanted to do that you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really, it's really important to just follow that journey, even if it might seem counterintuitive. Just like the Nike slogan, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> 
<laughs> what about you, Jared? Thanks, Cal. What about you, Jared? I Any remember somebody said, somebody said to me once, said, just be like a shark and just keep moving. If, if you stop moving, <laughs> you die. So, I mean, you know, that's it's the same thing as you just try not, and you, you, you know, we've talked about this a lot and you've been really helpful. It's just to not be attached to an outcome. You know, do what seems right in the moment and do what your intuition says. But if it doesn't work out or if it doesn't, if it takes a twist and turn that you didn't expect, don't, I mean, my life is not at all how I planned it, but I could say that everything that I thought I wanted, that I got frustrated about or that didn't happen, what happened was actually better and I could never have imagined it. So I think a lot of people get hung up and they're, they're of course, afraid to fail or afraid to, uh, I mean, I remember when I got divorced and that's how I met you, Lee, when you helped me to work through that. And I remember my best friend at the time said, well, aren't you afraid what people are going to say? And I thought, well, no, I mean, who can, who wants to live their life worrying about what other people think? Because, um, you know, that's a terrible way to live. And, you know, what's, I'm suffering inside my house. Nobody's there to help fix that mm -hmm. and make me feel better about that. Or they can say, you looks like you look great on paper, but that doesn't help me when I'm suffering at home. So I think, um, I think people, you know, you, ultimately you need to, everyone, you can get guidance from a lot of people, but you have to act on it yourself. And don't, you know, we talk about this all the time. Some of the things that we've done didn't work out or they're not working out or they, they go different, they go sideways, you could say, but it led us in the right direction. So it's, there's really no, like we have no regrets, you know, even all of our travels, everything and this and that, and, you know, it, 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 it all led us to where we're at now. And so you can't um, second guess and life is full of, you know, not every relationship goes the distance. Some people are in your life for 30 seconds, sometimes for, for a day, sometimes for, you know, you don't know, but just, and, and then, and that's what you say is just, you have to be in the present moment and you have to enjoy the present moment. You never know when it's going to end and just take it, take it as it comes. And I, and one, one thing builds on the next. So, I mean, I, um, you know, we're still learning. We still have lots of, we still have lots of challenges. We still have lots of things that we need to learn. Um, but for once it feels like we're not fighting a losing battle. Mm -hmm. And I know that um, the guidance that Spirit had given you, um, that you resisted was to leave Kuwait and that your job was going to end. And I know that we talked about that many, many times and that, Cal, that you were supposed to have another um, um, uh, citizenship or, you know, that it was for you to leave that that area too. And so I'm just so happy that the universe has orchestrated all this because I, you know, watching you and working with both of you and helping you to move through some of those challenges that you had when you worked um, with uh, BRG was, you know, really stressful for both of you. So I'm glad to see you relax and glad to see you happy. I'm glad to see that your inspirations are percolating. You're going to get more ideas. You, you, know, gotta, you guys got to be on Shark Tank. I'm like, I'm, you guys got to go on Shark Tank. <laughs> If you want to. <laughs> Only if you're there with us, right. Yeah, if I'm there with you. Oh, yeah, right. So, yeah, let's go ahead and give, um, we just got just a minute left. Let's go ahead and uh, have Tiffany give um, and shout out your website for people to purchase your products. Oh, we can give you, we have a coupon code for your listeners. It's HOLIDAYS2020. And if you put that code on checkout, you, get, you buy four, get one free. I think that's, that's right. what it is. And we ship anywhere in the world. Uh, we can ship it to you if people want to give it as Christmas gifts. So we can ship directly to other people uh, here from Oman. And uh, we just want to know what, what people think of it. And, and we hope that people people like it. It's Oman's gift to the world. It's a local tradition. It's a, it's a lovely, it really is a lovely drink. We drink it multiple times a day and it doesn't, we don't get sick of it. You know, um, you're a we know you're a tea drinker, Lee, but we'll, we'll convert you. Eventually. Yes, you'll convert me when I come. I'll get converted. So, all right, guys, it's so good to see you. I haven't seen you since July of 2019. That's crazy. In Chicago. Wow. We're waiting for you to come over There's here. There's a bedroom upstairs. What's that? There's a bedroom upstairs waiting for you. Oh, I got my bed. Yeah. Cool. There's good seafood here. You like seafood. I know. We got some more fun to do. Got more fun to have. So anyhow, you guys have a blessed day. Thanks for being on. It's such a joy to be with you and spend the hour with you. As always, I love you. And I'm so happy for you. So delighted. And just uh, be happy and and uh, keep on keeping on, guys. So 
anyhow, our time's up. It's farewell to all those that are out there in listener land. This is these are my two favorite guys. I love them dearly. So Aww. thanks, guys. Thank you. Love you. All right, love you too. All right, thanks. Bye bye. So that's Mr. Jared Willis and Helen Bomarami. They are my dear, dear, dear friends. I love them dearly. So thank you for being with us today. And we will see you next week. And happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Go in peace. Have a great day. <laughs> Become a Goldilocks Productions VIP patron. Receive exclusive access to live stream special and other epic packs. Join the Goldilocks Productions VIP community today. 